Hey guys, what's going on? G-Man here. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of the Fun V Tailgate presented by Thunderblogsports.com. Matty D and I are back at it with another college football preview podcast. This time we're looking at the Big 12 as well as the Group of Five. So just like with the ACC and the Pac-12, we go through every single school in the Big 12 conference. We Look at the key matchups, some players that you should keep an eye out for, who we think might make the college football playoff, Heisman hopes, all that good stuff. And then once we finish that up, we look through the rest of college football, the group of five. So schools that aren't in the big power conferences, these are your AACs, your MACs, your Mountain Wests. So we look at those schools. Obviously, you can't look at the rest of college football without including the independents. So for you, Notre Dame, fighting Irish fans, we do talk about them as well. It was a ton of fun to record. I'm really excited to hear what you guys think of this episode. But make sure that you go subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, wherever you get your podcast. The bullpen cart is how to find it. Leave us a nice little five-star review there. Find us on Twitter. ThunderBLG is the handle. Thunderblog Sports on Instagram and Facebook. But again, enjoy this episode. Let us know what you think in the comments. And here we go. Welcome to this episode of the Fun V Tailgate presented by Thunderblogsports.com. Doing the Big 12 this time around. Of course, I am the G-Man, Jordy Cannell. And with me and hosting me tonight, a little live in-person podcast, Matty D. What's up, buddy? Well, before we get started on football pleasure to have you returning you're a hometown guy yeah. so you're coming back to play tonight yeah. for the for the uh, the, van, the vanguard the the, the snipers the, the, Formal, yeah. the american snipers the uh, vanguard snipers the, uh, the men's league team little little ice line men's league sea yeah. action should we send it to peter king the i'm coming home coming home yeah. i mean that's how it feels We've, i've been talking <laughs> to you for the last couple of weeks i'm pretty, yeah, I'm so, pretty excited pretty yeah excited i mean at this point i mean i've either broken my leg or I'm on my flight to Seattle. I think we're driving this Thursday. So at, at this point, you've got three goals. All right, you've got you've scored the hat trick tonight. We're Ooh. gonna set. I'm gonna get you. That's a big, gonna, that's a big ask. Maybe maybe I'm playing how defense how about, in the Philly league, so I don't know. <laughs> how about an assist? How does an assist? Yeah, an apple you? sounds. All right, we'll I take like an, an assist. Yeah. We'll we're not here to talk about random beer we're league not. hockey. We're not. I apologize. We're here to talk college football. I got excited. I got excited. I know it's it's an exciting moment. You're an excited man. We're here to talk Big 12. We're also going to cover some extras, the rest of college football. If you've noticed, we've done the ACC and the Pac-12. If you haven't listened to those podcasts, go check them out. They've been pretty popular. We've gotten a lot of great feedback. So let us know what you think of those podcasts, this one, and ones we do in the future. Big 12 and SEC will be coming next week. We're hoping to get a guest on and trying to line it up with him to get them on, and if not, we're just going to do it ourselves, and it's going to be a fun time. And then our NFL podcasts are going to come out. It's going to be great. It's going to be awesome. Really excited for it. A ton of football on the horizon. A lot of football on the horizon. College football starts next week. We are in single digits from college oh. football starting. Which is wild. Yeah. That's wild. I mean, wild. For the negative here, summer's over. Not really, though. We talked about this last know, week. That the weather stays nice until October. No, no, I agree, but still, summer's kind of over for me. But anyway, anyway, I, I, I digress. I'm going to play golf until Thanksgiving. Anyway. That's so true. Worry. I plan on continuing to play farther than Thanksgiving. Yeah. If I could do it. 
Man, you're gonna be. You're gonna play ski golf. You're gonna be that dude in the the supercuts commercial oh. hitting golf balls off fucking peak. If they less, if they let me, I'm in. I'm in. Yeah. All right. So let's dive in. We've teased these people enough. Big Twelve. It should be actually a really fun year in this conference in the no defense league. But right. It actually might be good defense. Well, decent defense, relatively speaking. It can't get much worse than it's been. Well, I mean, uh, thing is, there's always good defensive. There's always good defensive players. Yeah, that's uh, a good point. Good prospects because, always come out. Because if you look at the NFL, you're dotted. They're they're dotted with the, uh, big, you know, big twelve defenders. But but in terms of the way they play offense, and and just their general moxie, you're right. It's a high scoring, high flying, spread you out league. I would say it rivals the Pac-12 yeah. in terms of scoring. If, if you're looking at a, a major conference scoring, you know, SEC is known for defense. Yeah. ACC, eh. Yeah. Uh, Big Ten, obviously known for very traditional football. Uh, then there's the Big 12, and then there's the Pac-12, but really yeah. the Big 12. I mean, they spread you out. They bring it up big. And we've got some elite, so, elite spread offense teams. So Yahoo does college fantasy football now. And I joined a league that a guy I play ba- fantasy baseball with did. Yeah. Just for shits and giggles. And we had our draft last night. I literally, every time I came up, just sh- shifted by position, looked at who was in the Big 12 for offensive players. Aside from big names in other conferences, who some of whom we've touched upon, other we will talk about when we get to the Big, tw- uh, big 10 and the SEC. But Big 12 players... Especially wide receivers. They're going to get a lot of yards for you. And this is a big pass-heavy league. So we're going to go right into it. Yeah. And if you have not listened to any of these podcasts, what we do is we go from the top to the bottom. We say who we have. We basically power rank them. Go through each team. And then uh, the Big 12 does have a championship game. But it will be pretty obvious who we're picking if we're picking them number one. Because there's no divisions. But we'll still go through that. We'll go through potential Heisman guys, other awards, potentially college football playoff implications, all that good stuff. So buckle in if you're a Big 12 guy or girl. It's going to be a lot of fun. I'm really excited for it. Let's get right into it, Matt. Who do you got at the top of the Big 12? Well, it's a tough. It's, it's not necessarily a tough one. I, not a tough one because I, it's an easy pick for me. It's a tough one because I really would like to see – I like to always throw – I want to have some chaos, so – it's got to be the Sooners, though. Oh, yeah. Which is amazing. you got a team that has a Heisman Trophy candidate. Yep. Oh, sorry, Heisman Trophy winner. Excuse my language. My fault. Heisman Trophy winner, number one overall draft pick. Uh, great offensive lineman who's now left. A number of defensive players. Um, and yet, they're back on the top of the list for a number of reasons. Now, they don't ha- I don't think they're going to have the best quarterback in the Big 12 this year. But Kyler, Kyler Murray is going to be a fantastic watch. If you don't know anything about Kyler Murray, he began his career at Texas A&M. A highly touted prospect there. All the tools in the world. He's such a good athlete. He was actually drafted by the Oakland Athletics. I think they gave him a couple mil guaranteed yep. to come play. So this is going to be probably, it's really his only, I believe he's a senior, but it's going to be his only season most likely. In, he's a junior. He's a junior. Okay. Most assume if he doesn't have a good year, though, he'll go to he'll go pro with the Oakland Athletics baseball-wise because they've offered up a couple million. Um, he's a wild card, but he's got all the talent in the world. But really what makes this team so good uh, I'll just start right in the backfield, and it's excuse me, excuse me. It's um, Rodney Anderson. Anderson. I was gonna call him Kyle Anderson. He plays yep. basketball for the Spurs. Yep. Rodney Anderson. This guy is fantastic. He's a preseason, uh, definitely a preseason Big Twelve player, Big Twelve preseason first team player. If you have to expect, there's a couple other guys. He had 13 touchdowns last year. Yes. We just talked about how many passing right. touchdowns there are in this league, and to have double digit touchdowns as a running back. In the Big 12. 
It's pretty impressive. And they're back up at five. So 18 right. now, rushing touchdowns, not including other players. Just these two guys right. that are returning. Now, you say that, and he did have Baker Mayfield. True. So you have to factor that in a little bit, but this is the, this is the Big 12. So what I really like about this team on offense, they're returning three guys to their offensive line. The other two guys that are taking over are a senior at center and a junior at left tackle. So it's all upperclassmen right. that are playing on this. So I think yeah. that bodes well for them. Yeah. And obviously it's pretty cliche having you know a core of older, experienced guys. But really, especially in this league where giving your quarterback time to let the play develop or let a running back make things happen – it does matter, and yeah. I think having that definitely helps them out a ton. Um, their schedule is going to be fu- is going to be fun to watch, as is any Big Twelve schedule. We're going to get to it. Uh, their defense, though, that's a little bit of a concern. It, I might not even put it as the second best defense in the Big oh, Twelve. Oh, I wouldn't. I yeah. wouldn't. Not even close. Um, I want to jump back to Rodney Anderson real quick because he's six one two twenty. Sure. And when I watched him play, when that guy looks like is miniature. He's a big boy. I mean, I mean, he's got all the speed in the world, all the skills, but he's a bigger guy than you think, so he can take the pounding. He almost two hundred carries last year. Yeah. Defensively, I agree. You know, that just is not going to be a. Uh, I don't. I'm not going to be. I'm not blown away by their defense this year whatsoever. And they weren't necessarily a great defense last year, and it and it ended up. The problem with the Big Twelve was it ends up costing them when they go to play Alabama, when they go to play Clemson, Georgia, when they go start playing these uh, Ohio State, USC, when they go to start playing these elite level teams at the end. You know, it, it's it's a uh, it, that's where they run into their problems because the spread offense is great and it does a lot of positives, but an NFL defense, well, an NFL defense like AKA Alabama or Clemson this year will screw up your spread offense. Now Mayfield was incredible last year in their bowl game. You know, when I look at this team, a lot of positives. I don't know if I can necessarily sit there and say that I think this team is good enough to win. The national championship, and if you're at Oklahoma, Lincoln Riley's there now. Took over great for Stukes, but your expectation is a national championship every year. I'm not sure this team has everything, so I pick them to win the Big Twelve. I'm not over. The, I'm not over the moon when I when it comes to their potential opportunity to take it all the way. No, it's a really good point to make, and I mean, it's it's going to be an interesting season for them. I agree. I think they win the Big Twelve, and I think. We can get, when we ultimately get to the college football playoff predictions and where we think they're going to end up, and we, to be fair, we'll try to look at other teams that could jump up into here because that's the nice thing about the Big Twelve. There's no divisions, right? So the the final matchup, which I like, by the way, I like that too. I'm kind of on, I'm kind of on board with that. I'd almost and we can. This is another podcast for another time to talk about if baseball could incorporate this or other sports could incorporate this and in how they do their playoff systems and even if it's just the championship round. But the fact that you can get a mix of who they might play in that game really makes their schedule intriguing. And I think you're right, though, that like even last year where they go into Ohio State and they have that massive victory, that kind of – it almost puffed up their sales too much. I mean, granted, they play one of possibly the greatest college football games ever in that yeah, Rose Bowl. Good. And it was two back-to-back Rose Bowls, by the way. That USC-Penn State game two years ago was awesome, too. But that said, looking at Oklahoma's schedule, they don't have an Ohio State on, on the docket. They have USC, or U- UCLA, excuse me, Southern Cal. Fuck them my mind. But they have Florida Atlantic to start off September 1st. Home against UCLA. At Iowa State, that opens conference play. Home against Army. 
Home against Baylor. Neutral site Reverend Red River rivalry. That's a tongue twister. Yeah. Against Texas. Bye week at TCU. Home against Kansas State. At Texas Tech. Keep going down that list. Oklahoma getting, State home we're get, game. We're getting to the big game, though. Keep going. It's a great matchup. Home against Kansas. And then you're right. The day after Thanksgiving, too. <laughs> at West Virginia. Can we drive out to this game? I mean, that'd be, no, we wouldn't make it back. We'd, we'd die because West Virginia's out of control. We'd the weekend. We'd the weekend to recover. We could drive back Saturday night and get back for the Eagles game. It's out of control. We can do this. We can make this happen. I know people that go to West Virginia for, for law school. We'll talk about it. We'll talk about this. I'm really excited. That game's going to be awesome. We're going to talk about West Virginia and yeah. another podcast. Yeah. But, but that makes it. Let's discuss the schedule real quick. Yeah. Don't sleep on that first game. Now, it's let's Lane Kiffin at, at, at Florida Atlantic. That's a good point. You don't need. You can't. That's a good point. That's not a waltz into game. No. Then to go. So they're not really playing. I'll give Oklahoma credit. It's a where's, home game. Where's though, their so cupcake? Where's uh, Army? Maybe. Army. Army. But but it's a named cupcake. They're not playing, you know, Grand Rapids State. I've had it to college. Grand I, Valley State. Grand Valley State. I just missed it yeah. there. So FAU. They, Pretty they sure they're not even in yeah. both in Michigan. Grand Rapids is. I don't know if Grand Valley is. But so, so they jump over to UCLA, and uh, we've talked about we talked about the Pac-12 at length, and how we think if you play, I think if you play UCLA UCLA later in the year, you're going to have a problem. But that'll be a great early test for that Oklahoma defense. Hey, Chip Kelly's UCLA. They're on the way. Gonna play hyper fast. Can you keep up? And they jump right into it with a very underrated game against Iowa State. Iowa State, good. Yeah. Now let's forget Iowa State this year. Their pedigree is to upset one team a year normally. Now that is not a Thursday game, thankfully, because that was no. Iowa State's pet. Uh, was it a Friday night? Anyway, I I was a Friday night game. Iowa State used to upset a team every year on Friday night. So it's still you, you can't sleep on that game. And they got they got I a mean, really last year it was Oklahoma, right. Yeah. They beat Iowa State beat Oklahoma, right? Yeah, yeah exactly. They beat him in week Every five. Every year, yeah. Iowa State beats a team you don't expect them to beat. And they're a, they're a good program, by the way. And they beat TCU, right. too. Now, they gotta go. They got to play Texas. We'll get to Texas. And they're at TCU, which is you got to circle the hell out of that game. Um, you know, any time we get like – Two anytime, games in Dallas right. within three weeks. That's going to be a tough big game right there. Now, they play Texas Tech, but they're kind of on a down year. Oklahoma State's in a down year, but I think it's going to come down to that last game. You know, the weird part is they could play at West Virginia and then play West Virginia again in the title game. Think about that for a second. That's pretty wild. I mean, that would be – see, that's the only part I kind of hate. Is that you get the back-to-back? I mean, it's just because it's stupid. So it's really hard to beat a team twice. No. You know, in the NFL, it's hard to beat a team three times. You know, um, so I mean, something to think about. It's going to be a wild. That's kind of what they try to do, though, right? They well, try to ma- they try to figure out who's supposed to be good that year, right? And leave I mean, that it for the end of the ski- Yeah. Like, granted, they used to do that, and they didn't have a, a conference championship game, so they did this to make a de facto championship game. I mean, I know last year we were both pretty big on Oklahoma State, you more so than me, but they. They might not be terrible, and that could be something to but watch you, out for. You can't for. take that team for granted. They've, they've been a consistently great team for a number of years. Oh, yeah. You have, you have to, right. Um, you know, when we, look at, when we look at Oklahoma, we always talk about it. Yeah, I don't know if there's a Heisman candidate on the team. Anderson's probably your best bet. Yeah. Um, it, but the problem is with guys like Bryce Love out We there, talked about this last week. There's so many good running, running backs. backs. It's going to be really difficult. 
It's tough right. to see him jump up there. He'd need to have a Baker Mayfield breakout year to right. be invited into. He's already elite. Don't get me wrong. I mean, yeah. he's he's. You could argue. You could argue top five. I he, think definitely 1100, top ten. Eleven hundred yards last year. Right. I mean, he's a and, thirteen yeah. game or fourteen. And by the way, eleven hundred yards. And now, oh well, well, he had Baker Mayfield. Great. He he was losing a lot of touches to Mayfield. Yeah. Theoretically, he still had one hundred eighty-eight carries. Averaged six point two a carry. It's wild. Wild. Wow. Now, the, by the way, their number two receiver as a tight end on the Ravens now. So they have to replace a lot of guys um, offensively. But, you know, once again, they're definitely my number one. I don't want to harp too much. We, we, we definitely... Well, they received, they returned Marquise Brown. Yeah. It's going to be good. Yeah. He'll By the way, again. I want to I note something real quick because I may or may not be on the Big Ten pod. The former Big 12 coach, Oklahoma, Bob Stoops, if Urban Meyer is fired... He is apparently being mentioned as the candidate to replace. Well, this is good to mention, just because it could Let's the news could right. break up, right? Yeah, could break right in between the next recording. Yeah. Now they're meeting Wednesday. We're dropping this Thursday, so it could already happen. And yeah. We look like idiots. Now he claims he doesn't want to do it, but I just thought it was an interesting, interesting thought brought up there in this case. No, um, it yeah. really is. It's yeah. a good point. Let's move on. Number two team. I'm going to let you pick the team we talk about, and I'll say what my number two is. Because I have a feeling yours is different than mine, which is why I'm letting you pick. I'm all, so, I've been all over the map on the number two team for a lot of different reasons. But I'm going to I'm gonna take my gamble here. I'm going to take TCU. Ooh. Okay. So, I'm a, first Let's of all. Flip over to them. Okay. That's not who I have. No. Uh, this is a, so, and, I'll, and we'll get to my third or we'll figure it out. But I'm, I'm a huge Gary Patterson fan. I mean. I, it's tough not to be. The guy's uh, been there for right. and so if guy's anybody, the consummate, right. consummate professional. If anybody could and yes, I said it twice. Out, if anybody emphasize. could figure out the the the, 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 the Big Twelve defensively, it's Patterson. So he's probably going to run his patented two four two five. So four down linemen, two linebackers, five defensive backs, basically three safeties. That is how you mitigate the spread. And he, right? retur- he returns all of them. Exactly. If I'm looking at this correctly. Exactly. Including, all five of those D backs. Including include well, and more importantly, he's got a defensive end. Ben it's it's Ben Benagoo. Ben Banagoo. Bangu Banug. Banug? Sure. No, I'm fucking that That's up. All right. so, I'm terrible pronouncing. He's six four, only two forty nine, probably projects an outside linebacker. He is arguably the best defensive player in the Big Twelve. Um he is incredible. He's a typical Gary Patterson guy that didn't get recruited very highly. Kind of has exploded on the on the screen recently. So I'm I'm all in with him. My expectations is that he is just out there dominating. You know that's what you need. You need to have great defensive backs and a great defensive lineman coming off the edge, and that's that's how you get things done. Um, so I'm pretty fired up for for them. And the other thing people forget about is this offense is better. Consistently better than you give him credit for, uh, with 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 the Horn Frogs. I mean, this is a good offensive team every year, yeah. um, and 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 they've adopted that spread, that spread offense. So we'll see what happens here. Um, but they're, they're going to have a great. I think they're going to have a great year. I'm very impressed with them in general. So I'm high on them. I'm, I don't have them at number two. Okay. I have them at number three. Okay, I I respect that. I respect that. And I have a feeling that my number. four... Four might be your number two, might be your number three, but we'll get we'll get there. But um, no, I'm a big fan. Darius Anderson's gonna have a good year. Their wide receiving core is pretty good, which you know they have this. They have Sean Robinson who backed up Kenny Hill last year, who 
Yeah. Looks like he could be pretty good. If, if he finds his stride, yeah. that's that, that's kind of a theme this year in the big, big, the big 12 is, is is new quarterbacks. New QBs, Especially yeah. with that, like, so we, we put Oklahoma in Tier 1. If you consider, like, everybody else, the next like, four or five teams Tier 2, there a lot of them are breaking in a new quarterback or sure. have huge quarterback questions. They're all sure. loaded, right. What I like, though, they return not necessarily as starters, but these guys all got reps last year. Mm-hmm. Every single guy that's projected to be a starter on defense came in. It's a big team, like team mentality, next guy up. Every single one of these guys lists up within the top 15 in terms of tackles, tackles for loss, sacks, interceptions, turnovers caused, all that good stuff. Which I like. I really like that about them. They returned six starters from last year, but basically all 11 right. could arguably be an experienced guy. So that's really great for them. Uh, their schedule, I think, sneakily makes them a threat. If they could – I mean, it's tough for, to say they might run the table, but they play – Southern's kind of a cakewalk, but they play at SMU, who we're going to talk about in a bit. Ohio State is a – Neutral site game, which I think is huge. If they come out three and zero from that game, really four and zero because they have to right. go to Texas the next week, right? Who, who will we're about to talk about, um, or at least I'm gonna make us talk about them. But then, I mean, they host Oklahoma. They ho- they have to go to West Virginia, which I think is their last real hiccup because then they host Oklahoma State to end the season. Yeah. If they make some sort of run, they could backdoor their way back into the Big 12 title game. And even at 11-1, and one, if they drop somewhere along there, if Ohio State ends up being this unreal team and they lose to them and they're 11-0 and 0 otherwise, right. it's almost a consequence-free loss. Yeah, exactly. And, like I it's, think, and I think the committee will say, hey, look, this is a team. They went out and they scheduled a difficult opponent. Exactly. Which is huge. It's gigantic for them. I, I'm... Pretty excited about them, but let's keep it moving because we still have no, eight no, other no. teams to talk right, about. Right. My number two is Texas. Where do you have Texas on yours? It's interesting. It's a weird place to put them because they went yeah. seven and six. No, Todd I, I had him second. I had him fourth, and I think I think we're 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 flipping we're, our second and fourth teams. Yeah, we are. Okay, all yeah. right. Yeah, go ahead. No, so talk, well, no talk, I have TCO. I have TCO three. So my no, so, right, so my oh, I'm sorry. Your third is my fourth. That's what we're talking. We're, about. Yeah. we're going to get to, but Texas is my number two. Texas comes in after a seven and six season, first year under Tom Herman. They're returning seven starters on each side of the ball. Now, granted, they're they're returning both of their quarterbacks who split a good amount of time, both Sam Ellinger and Sam Buchel, Buchel, Buchel. Um, I think it's Buchel. 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 So. They have to play Maryland again, which is that wild game last year. They hosted in Maryland, caused all these turnovers. Maryland wasn't supposed to be any good and did this. They have now have to go to Maryland. But, I mean, when you return them, you return your one, two, three, four, and five rushers to your team. You have a guy in Kinate Ingram, a freshman, starting – that's still the big question mark I have for them. They return pretty much their entire offensive line, which is huge. I'm a big, just like with you with defense, with defensive line, in the trenches is key, especially in this league. Right, and we forget about it in, in college, right? Because we talk about the stars. We talk yeah. about wide receivers, running backs. Well, we talked, you mentioned it before with NFL prospects on defense. Think about a lot of the offensive linemen big names. They either went to Bama Oklahoma, 
Big Ten school. Or a Big Ten school. Or, or Ten like Texas A&M. Yeah. That's really it. No, I agree. You don't, like, get, you don't get the same studs in the ACC. Exactly. You're not seeing – like you see defensive guys come out of there. But the offense – like the Big 12 is ripe with this talent. Yeah. So if you have guys that have that experience, again, as cliche as it is, it helps a ton. Yeah. And these guys have a, have well, a bunch. Gonna, we're going to see. They've got a four-week stretch. USC, TCU, Oklahoma, all at home. Yeah. But I like the home game against okay. against both of them. You can almost consider USC irrelevant, right? Because it's not a Big 12 game. It's important. If but It's important. If it's you a think good they're going to be a national you championship. UCLA, or you need USC to make a run right. and make the Pac-12 game, which is the kind of the shitty thing about how the college football playoff works, is that you need your non-conference opponents to stay especially the big names, to stay good, yeah. stay relevant, which a number of different ways we could talk about how things happened last year. But really, the second half of their schedule is kind of full of trap games. At Oklahoma State, they host West Virginia, which is really interesting, and we'll talk about that game, I'm sure, when we come back to West Virginia. At Texas Tech, which don't sleep on the on the Red Raiders. Don't sleep on Cliff Kingsbury. They host Iowa State, which I think that's at Iowa State I'd be more concerned. Then you go to Kansas. That's another Friday after Thanksgiving game. Maybe they sleep on it. Kansas, I don't think is going to be any good, so it shouldn't be a worry. But still, it's right. an away game. It's your last game of the season. Could determine bowl-eligible bowl status. Could you know whether or not you're going to be the Big 12 representative in the New Year's Six Bowl mm-hmm. instead of the college football playoff. Or even to get you into the Big 12 championship game, which... For me, I'd have them in that game against yeah. Oklahoma in a rematch, especially because the Red River rivalry game mm-hmm. is so early in the season, as it always is, yeah. that they basically split off and then have to do their own thing. Mm-hmm. The fact that they don't have that game looming over their heads so late in the season... Yeah, that's a good thing to have. I agree with that. Kind of gives you the freedom to just say, fuck it, and pull a Tommy Fleetwood at the U.S. Open this year, go out and shoot <laughs> your 63, Right. go out, in this case... Run the table in the, your final six games after the Oklahoma game because you're playing teams that, granted, there's some trap games in there, but you should probably win. Yeah. Except for maybe West Virginia, but that's a home game. Right. You're in Austin. They have to fly the five-hour flight yeah. from Morgantown to Austin. So go get it done and win. Go get second place. I don't think you're going to beat Oklahoma, but get second place. Yeah. Go to the... Fiesta Bowl. Um, actually, I don't know which bowls are the college football playoff bowls, so I'm not going to say Fiesta Bowl. Yeah, I'm not sure there. I would tell you, I, I have Texas at fourth. I think their defense is still really strong. I, I, but to me, the, I, I almost consider them a – I would almost consider Texas a TCU light. Interesting. So they, they, they've got they've, – what I think – I think they have a good – I really do think they have a good defense this year. They, they were pretty good last year. They've got a number of good players. Who do you have ahead of one another on defense, TCU or Texas? I think TCU is the best defense in the pack in the, in the Big 12. I'd put uh, – I'd tie them. I have Texas a little bit lower. Yeah. I, I just – because I trust – here's why. I trust Gary Patterson more than I trust Todd Herman. That's a good – That's why a, That's why I have – All right. That's a good tiebreaker. I was going to say I like Texas's core, like front seven – and I love TCU's line, and I love yeah. their secondary. But that's a good um, – coaching is a good time. Yeah, yeah. And they, and they, I'll concede Yeah, they have some players. Um, my concern is the quarterback position. Both guys were unconvincing last yeah. year. Yeah. And, you know, what, what's the what's the, uh, what's the the old adage? If you have two quarterbacks, you have no quarterbacks, right? I, somebody has to step up. 
that's the only way I see them having any real success this year. You got to sure. have a decent tight. You got to have a decent quarterback. He doesn't have to be Baker. They just have to be consistent. Now, uh, Ellinger's been named the starter. You know, can he do it? I don't know. The positive is Maryland's got a lot of problems right now with their off the field issues. So whether it's Ellinger or, or Buschel, they're gonna have two weeks to figure it out. Yeah. But they're gonna figure out two weeks because USC. We kind of talked about them. We, we did talk about it at length. They're they're gonna walk into Texas uh, expecting to win. They're a good team. And then you're going to go right to TCU. You better have a guy figured out by then. For sure. I mean, I, you know, hopefully for college book football, Texas can start to figure it out. Because they're uh, – they're. I wouldn't call them a blue blood. I would not call them a blue blood. They may be one of the most powerful um, – we talk about blue blood in college basketball sometimes. Yeah. They may be one of those powerful programs. I, I, don't, I don't know if I'd consider them a top five program on all football. But they're, but they're really talented. I, I have them at fourth – because of the quarterback, and I'm going to take West Virginia at third. I was close to putting him at second. And here's the thing, West Virginia. On paper, they first of all, they have the best. I think they have the best offense in, in yeah. maybe college football. I will give them that. I agree. They're better the than Oklahoma Big 12 offense. offense. Will Greer their is, defense is going to be shaky. I know. But, so let's talk their offense. So Will Greer is an absolute Heisman candidate. Yeah. He's arguably the best He's the number one Heisman candidate yeah. out of this He's conference. also arguably, and he might be the number one Heisman candidate in the country. Yeah. Um, you're playing West Virginia. You've got that amazing spread offense. Um, plus, you got David Sills, who's an excellent, 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 excellent wide receiver for them. They've got all the talent. And Gary the Jennings. Yeah. No. The problem is they're very thin. Injuries are going to affect this team. Um, that's the one concern you have to have with West Virginia. I guess I Karan just. White get drafted. I'm looking who? at him. Karan White. What about their, other, their other wide receiver from last year. He that... had to have gotten drafted. He's Kevin White's brother, right? I didn't know that. I think he is. Really? Yeah. Both went I had no idea. Anyway, I'm just I'm That's just right. looking at stats so, from last so, year. So so here's uh, the thing. Two, they, I mean, David Sills was 20 yards away from me, a thousand yard receiver. If you don't know anything Gary about Gary Jennings was, and yeah. Karan White was also at a thousand yards. If you don't know anything about um, David Sills, this guy at 13. Sills, I'm sorry, David Sills. Sims. That's right. At 13, David Sills was was signed as a quarterback at USC. 13 years old. Was considered one of the best quarterback prospects at 13 ever. Had some issues, on-field issues. Um, they switched him to wide receiver. He's a star at wide receiver. This guy can flat-out play football. Going to be a high draft pick. Um, I think he's like 6'3", 6'4". I love their offense. You know, if if Dane Holgers is going to have a job here, this is going to be his year. Sure. You can't get better than Will Greer, quarterback, right now. So, I, I just think they kind of have a magical run. And here's part of the reason. They have Tennessee to start the week. You'd expect Tennessee to be good, but they're not. They've got problems all over the map. They've sure. D- terrible ho- coaching hire. And they, it's a neutral site game, which is right. nice. They don't play anybody until the 3rd of November. They play the t- they play, they're at Texas. Now, they're going to end the season with the run. Texas, TCU, Oklahoma State. And they play, they go to NC State. We can't sleep yeah, on that game. That's a mistake by me not to not – to, wait – is that NC State? NC State. Now you are NC State. You're right. In Don't the middle of September. Don't sleep on that game. You're right. But I'd it's say not Texas week. Tech and Iowa State, they're three away games. I mean, their away schedule is nothing to fuck around with. At NC State, at Texas Tech, no, at Iowa we're State, get to at Iowa Texas, State. It's my fault for, and for at Oklahoma State. But if you're looking just at preseason rankings, it's their it's their last four weeks of the season. Three of the last four games against preseason ranked teams. They're, they could easily come into at Texas on November 3rd undefeated. They could. No. And then... Hype would be off the wall. They'd probably be ranked in the top five. 
and they'd have a position in the college football playoff they can win. And if you have Will Greer healthy, I don't care who he's throwing to. He looks that he looked that good last year. I mean, yeah. he was really good. So I'm just I feel like they figure it out a little bit this year. They're gonna get scored on. And this yeah. is why Greer's a high speed candidate. He's gonna throw twenty four seven. Their defense is a big, big concern. I, I mean they start five they return five starters. But they, they've ne- but they've never been. Look, they've never. This has never been a team that was good defensively. I mean, they're um, going to be. It's going to be tough to watch. Are they better than Kansas? Yes, probably better than Baylor, maybe Texas Tech. I even say Kansas State's in the down year, but no, I'd say they're bottom, bottom half. What concerns me is that their secondary is not close to matching up with yeah. the top, the other. Top four, the other three in the top four, which is why I put him in fourth. Okay. Now it's definitely a valid thing to do. I, I understand where you're coming from there. Now I mentioned that away schedule, and it's going to be really fun. I got to ask you on a personal note because we have friends that are West Virginia fans. You want me to go to this game? Well, no, they're not the fans I'm talking about. That would be day after Thanksgiving. That's a friend of mine who you haven't met, but you'd love. Gotcha. But we're going to see our friends that are West Virginia fans. Oh, oh. during the Kansas State game. I want to know how like we need to come up with some like over under with the friend that's getting married and the reason why we're going to see them. Yeah. To like just have a fun time with the two of them and if they're listening, yeah, no, we're going to come up with some and, over and under way, with your by the way, we with your nervousness. About, we on, talked about Iowa State. You can't sleep on Kansas State. No, no, you great, definitely can't. Well, one of the best coach teams in the country. You definitely that's a home game, so yeah, that's nice. Right. The wild card that West Virginia throws in and being in the Big Twelve is that their travel schedule. This is the whole you can't do one to sixteen in the NBA or the NH in the NHL because you have teams in Vancouver and in Northern California that have to travel all the way to Boston. This is the West Virginia argument of why they should in that camp. That's why they shouldn't be in the Big Twelve, but they are. And having a team like Kansas State, granted, it's a Saturday game. It's not a anything wild there, but it's still these are still college kids. Still got to go to school and all that and. You know, like I'm accustomed to a certain lifestyle and blah blah blah, but having the home game when you're a three plus hour flight from the closest school, big advantage. Can't sleep on that. Yeah, no, I agree. But regardless, I mean they're definitely a top four team. Not gonna deny yeah. you there. I would tell you that I, honestly, I would argue all, all top four teams could end up differently, yeah. even Oklahoma. So but there's definitely no clear. I mean, we, we call Oklahoma clear cut, but we, as you talk your way through these teams, which is you're like, really wait a nice. second, yeah. It's really nice about this conference. And again, it's what they try to do and what's nice. Like Even just looking at West Virginia's f- final four games, as you mentioned, at Texas, and their final game is, is Oklahoma. Texas, TCU, Oklahoma State, Oklahoma. We saw this last year with, with Kansas State sneaking their way in. West Virginia was right there. That championship game isn't going to be locked up until at the very earliest – the week before Thanksgiving. Yeah. Which is awesome. It's yeah. great to see. And, it's, and that's the nice thing of not having divisions. Right. So let's reset before we go into the next tier. We both had Oklahoma number one. Yep. You had TCU number two. I had yep. Texas number two. Mm-hmm. I had TCU number three. You had West Virginia number, number three. three. And I have Texas number four. And I have West Virginia number four. Yes. So number five. I'll let you pick. Iowa State. Iowa State. Boom. All right. They're fighting, for the first time in a long time, they're fighting their own expectations. They're finally getting a little bit of, hey, this team, this, this program, this cycle's going to be pretty good. Yeah. Led by a guy who's going who's gonna to go head-to-head with Rodney Anderson, 
in David Montgomery at running back. A little, I wouldn't say undersized, only like four pounds lighter, but he's a junior. The, um, he can play, you know, and this is a team we talked about. This is a team that upsets you every so often. I mean, they just they do a couple little things. Iowa State sneakily, one of the best against the spread teams in the country. Yes. Sneakily, just they like, went nine three and one last year, seven and five, seven and five. Shitty year in two thousand fourteen, but they're over five hundred in th- in eight of their last ten years in just, against the spread, it, not in actual record. Just like in basketball, very good basketball team, by the way. Very no, good basketball. That no one talks team. about. They do the little things. They, they they're better than you give them credit for, like pretty much consistently. Um, and so I'm I'm I put them up there as my number. Uh, as my number number five. Number five. Um, by the way, there's a couple of teams that I thought was close. So, but I'm still I'm still in on that one. I think they're number five for me. No, I like it. They return a lot of good starters. They return their quarterback. So, it, of teams trying out new guys, they're not one. And right. Kyle Kemp's going to be pretty good. Um, they don't return Jacob Park, who split time last year, but I think Kemp can handle I, the reins. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I have them number six. I had. Okay, state number five, and I feel like that's a respectful. I, 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 I'm on your side there. I think that's a little bit. I think I'm being a little disrespectful. Their offense is going to be a question mark, but their defense is still going to be pretty solid. Which is amazing, by the way, because in their in their in their premier, their big years it was always it, they were West, West Virginia. They used to score like 50 points a game, then they play Oklahoma no. and lose. But like, no, I agree. I agree. Um, what I like too is while they have three of their last four games on the road, they host West Virginia. We mentioned this before, but that's a big yeah. spoiler opportunity for right. them. And I think if their offense clicks, so I'm taking a flyer on them at number five. Their offense clicks, I think they could propel themselves into the top four. But that's a big if. Yeah, their offense has got to click. But and they return a lot of, star, of starting offensive linemen. Well, they are. Excuse me, they are. But they're replacing a quarterback, Mason Rudolph, who looks like he might be a future starter for the Steelers. Um, the, uh, Washington's gone. James Washington. Yeah, James, James Washington. Washington. Also on, on the, the Steelers. Steelers. Yep. So there, a lot of talent, you know. Left. Do you imagine that if you just went from college to pro with with your running back? Right. Like, Yo, let's right. run this play. Let's run this play that Gundy used to tell us to run. By the way, it's Tyler. Fuck. Tyler Cornelius will be a senior starter. Did so, he? Did he transfer from Vanderbilt? He did not. Know. He, you right. know. Um, now, by the way, there's a, there's an, there's a, a rookie, a freshman. Excuse me, Spencer Sanders, Drew Drew Brown from Hawaii. That being said, you know he's a senior. So that, by the way, you got a senior out there. Not the end of the world. Um, to see what we can do. I, I'm still. I just. I guess. Can we talk about maybe the best wide or running back core names in all of sports? Like just the four players that play the same position: Justice Hill, J.D. King, L.D. Brown, and my guy, <laughs> Chubba Hubbard. Chubba Hubbard. Chubba Hubbard. Oh, Chubba Hubbard. You know, like just what a great yeah. collection of names. Along I, with our guy Taylor Cornelius. Right. Who last year he had a decent amount of rushing, but he or not and by decent I mean only seven, but he still rushed for seventy five yards. Yeah. So good on I, him. And I think it's a little bit disrespectful by me not to discuss just how good Gundy has been at a program that historically hasn't been great. Right, like Oklahoma State's not a powerhouse. And, you know, over the last 10 years, they're in every conversation. They've had a number of excellent talents leave for the NFL. Um, you know, They were ranked basically in the top 10 the entire year yeah. last year. They play Boise State week three. Now we'll get to Boise State shortly. In um, the top 15. I everybody mean, else, shit. but look at their last three games. This could be a team that actually comes in almost ranked 
if they can do anything, if we think they're going to be any good, they play at Oklahoma, home West Virginia, at TCU to end the year. That's going to be a tough three-game stretch for them. Holy. That's brutal. That is a brutal stretch there. Um, so I had, so just to kind of keep it moving, I had Iowa State 6. Okay. Then I think it drops a little bit. Oh. I don't want to disrespect that my next team, I don't want to disrespect because there's so much positive history. I have Kansas State at 7. Um, that's supposed to be because of Snyder. Yeah. And I just it, I, That team always seems to compete every week. Um, so I'll take them 7th. I have Texas Tech seven. I'm I'm basically flipping a coin between yeah, two. Yeah, and I have and I have Kansas State eight. Um, but I mean, yeah, it's it's almost a coin flip. You can yeah. almost say T seven. I way, like the defense more uh, at, with Cliff Kingsbury, yeah. and he. I feel like yeah, it might just be that his that his mindset towards fitness just hypnotizes me. <laughs> but he might be able to get that offense working. I would I would tell you McLean Carter, another great name. That's like an all-American name. Well, Texas Tech has some defensive players. This yeah, their year. defense is going to be that's what fantastic. We're saying that, and which is which is the shocking part because that's all, like a lot of Big Twelve teams have been their problem. Um, which is like, and I think they're just such a like. Look at their home games they have. They have Houston, which gonna that's going to be a tough we're one. About that momentarily. We're going to talk about that momentarily. That's an upset special. West Virginia at home, Oklahoma at home, Texas at home. So I think. I might just be doing that for the possibility of them upsetting one of those three teams. Yeah. But I don't know. I mean, I just like that defense. I think they, they're going to step up, shut it down. It's another I'm taking a flyer on if, if their offense works type of deal. Yeah. But I agree with the, the Ed Snyder point. Or not Ed Snyder. Uh, go Flyers. Uh, the Bill Snyder point of, you know, you got to give him credit. Right. He's been in the league for. By the way, I, I expect Texas Tech and Kansas State to be bowl eligible. Oh yeah, like like this. League, I mean, this league is going to be a fun league. It's a fun league, right? And these teams are going to be fun to watch in a weekend. Now, now let's get to my ninth team, which is Baylor. Yeah. How? Yeah, hard, I mean, how it's, hard? I was, about, you, I was about to argue it, but Kansas how, is clearly number ten. How fast can you rise, and how fast can you fall? Because Baylor, for a couple years there. By the way, we haven't. Talked about I like what Matt Rule's doing, though. No, no, no. Well, well, he doesn't have a choice, right? He's got to fully yeah. break it down. They've got a good receiver, Denzel Mims, coming back this year. He's a junior. Um, you know, he'll be exciting to watch. But quite frankly, they're going to get their as rules going to do a great job because they're going to get hit with with their ish, off the field issues. It's going to be a problem for them. Yeah. The shame of it is they had really built a great program there. Uh, clearly, it was on a house of cards. But I mean, that program was sent out elite offensive players on a consistent basis to the NFL. Yeah. Was a really fun high scoring team and defense was okay. And now, you know, if it wasn't for Kansas, they'd be the bottom feeder. Can we all agree that all Kansas cares about is when basketball starts? Oh, yeah. Oh, They're yeah. They're terrible. They're just terrible. Are they good at any other sports? I don't know. I kind of hope they would be. For like, are they good soccer? Yeah. They had good soccer programs? So I, I took a look. I just I just pulled up the Big 12 uh, uh, preseason football team. One Kansas player makes the list. Daniel Wise, defensive lineman, senior, 6'3", 290. Yeah. Out of Louisville, Texas. So he will be your preseason all Big 12 Kansas representative. That is it. By the way, period, boom, done. I mean, um, I had seven sacks last year. No, I know. Well, good, I, a good season. Yeah, no, 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 I want to give him more credit. By the way, there's a couple guys you don't like. Akeem Talib's a Kansas guy. Yeah. And they they were ranked number two in the nation like probably five six years ago. No, that was like ten years. Ten ago. Ten years ago. Either way, the magical, Missouri, the Missouri season, the Missouri Kansas, Missouri Kansas that was what battle it was. for yeah. it was uh, that was ten years ago. 
Uh, so let me ask the final question. Let me, we'll wrap up the Big Twelve. Let me ask the final question about the Big Twelve. In your opinion, is there a playoff? Is there a playoff member out of the Big Twelve? All right. So this is an interesting question. We have not covered the SEC yet, which sent two teams last year. I don't think that happens again. Yeah. The Big Ten is going to send somebody. Right. Well, we we covered we covered the ACC, and we both agreed Clemson. Clemson's going to go in. Right. Clemson might be the one now, seed. we talked about the Pac-12, and we were both on the fence. We both thought Washington had an opportunity. This is why we needed like a play-in game or expanded yeah. to eight teams because Oklahoma – you said this about Washington, which I didn't necessarily agree about. But I now that I think about Oklahoma, I agree about it with more. And I think Oklahoma has to do the same thing. Oklahoma has to come out of this undefeated to have a legitimate – no-brainer shot at it. Otherwise, you come into these bullshit, minuscule little th- tweaks that the College Football Playoff Committee wants to figure out in terms of whether or not they want to send them in. So if OU comes in 12-0 and and Washington comes in 12-0, and then we finally get into a Boise State runs the table in the BCS era, and now we have to rethink what our system is here. Yeah. Which... As college football fans, maybe that's what we need. I think at this point, the hardos don't want it to go beyond four. I think if you're, I think if you even just like the product. Granted, last year argues against it because the Rose Bowl was so good. But I think if you have eight teams, or at least move back when the or move up when the playoffs start, don't give them a month off like you used to when they were just bowl games. I agree with that. I'm actually more on the. I like the the idea of four, but I I I'd be fine with the four versus five play in game. Um, my only concern with doing a six, let's say we do six two buys. Yeah, like the like the NFL does. My concern with the two buys, I think sometimes teams come out flat. Back in the day, the NCAA college basketball tournament, a bunch of teams got a buy, and they always would lose the second game. Now, you've got more time to prepare than you in the NCAA. Technically, right? you do now. And- right, and I don't like the whole month off. Um, I would more so consider six than I would eight. Mm-hmm. I don't want to. Well, here's the thing: I don't want to dilute the product to the extent where you have to. You should have to have a magical season. Uh, excuse me. Love so, it. Love the burp. Yeah, I mean that's kind of where I am. I would be fine with six. Here's the problem with six. The reason I say six is because I want the opportunity for a non-major, a mid-major. That's why I want eight. Okay. I want the five power five teams to make it in. The Best group of five team, and then two wild cards. Let right. Alabama last year get in, but then don't. I'd consider that. I, and then I'm not. See them a, however you want. Yeah. Don't strictly go power five or one yeah. through five. Group of fives number six, and then wild cards. See them however you want, and just say you got your place at the table. So Alabama, and, Alabama and Georgia could be one and two. Like yeah, last exactly. Year they were, right. Okay. Last year no, they could okay. be one and I got two. You. I'm with you. There. You have your seat at the table. Yeah. Fight out for it. And like you don't said, even say who's one and two. You just say Rose Bowl, Fiesta Bowl, Sugar Bowl. What's the fourth bowl? I forget. The uh, Orange Bowl. bowl. The okay. Orange Bowl. These are the four bowls. and Or just throw in the fucking Cotton Bowl and the Citrus Bowl, I think is the sixth one they like to use. And then say the Rose Bowl and the Fiesta Bowl are the semifinal games. Rotate them. And then the National Championship game. Yeah. Do whatever the hell you want to do. But then give this shit... And then if, P- if the number nine team is complaining and bitching, you know what? Win your conference, and you don't have to complain and bitch. 
Because now there is a way for you to get in. Right. Because you're going to have that just like with college basketball where two years ago everybody's pissed off Syracuse got in and they made a run to the Final Four. Yeah. So you know what? It's not a big deal. Really, win your conference. That's what at the end of the day it is. I like it. I'm rambling a little bit. It's fine. You're good. Because the stupid thing, we brought this up before, is that if you're a team like TCU who plays, it's TCU, right, plays Ohio State, in week three, you have to hope that Ohio State's magical season that they're supposed to have holds true. Think about this. If Ohio State doesn't end up winning the Big Ten East, Michigan wins it, Penn State wins it, Michigan State wins it, then that dilutes a TCU team's... It's true. If they lose, oh, you didn't lose to the Big Ten. You didn't even lose to the Big Ten runner-up. You lost to a Big Ten... You lost to a Big Ten participant. Right. It's just kind of it sucks if TCU ends up being the number two team, upsets Oklahoma, like you're like you have them there, and they they're only lost to Ohio State. They're an eleven and one team, and Washington's eleven and one and lost to, or twelve and one I guess it would be they both be twelve and one because they played an extra game. Washington lost to USC, then beat USC in the title game. Oh, they overcame their you know previous defeater. They're yeah. one and one. You know, they've beaten every team on their schedule because they're 1-1 one one against USC. Then that's, you know, it sucks because then TCU, who may on paper look like they're a better team, and this is sort of the toilet bowl swirling of the college football playoff paradigm that we're in and the paradox of it all, mm-hmm. but it's all crazy. I um, I don't think anybody from the Big 12 makes it. You don't think so? I, I think Oklahoma, no chance at all. I, I think Oklahoma has, Oklahoma has a chance. I think if any of those, if if any, if a TCU or a West Virginia or a Texas is undefeated or even one loss, they'll be considered. I think they're big, big enough name programs, right? Yeah. I mean, if Baylor has one loss, probably. You know what I mean? I'm half joking when I say that because there's a lot of factors. No, I don't. I don't. I'm not. I'm. I have concerns about Oklahoma. I, you know, Kyler Murray is getting a lot of press, and I hope he's great. I don't know. Can their defense be okay? It's fair. I don't know. It's a fair argument. And I just think if you compare them to some of the teams, and, and we talk about Clemson, um, we talk about some SEC teams we haven't gotten to, Big Ten teams that we haven't touched on, some non-major teams. Which we're about to yeah, touch And on. even some Pac-12 teams that we talked about Washington, we talked about um, uh, USC, there's uh, Stanford even. There, you know, there's a, I, I just I don't know if there's anybody, and I also think there's a little cannibalism. We talked about this a little bit in the Pac-12 cannibalism in the Big 12. There certainly is. That which second makes, tier of teams is quite good. Even the third tier could sneak up on you. Which what pisses me off about the anti-bull crowd that oh why do these exhibition games matter? Because these teams that have two or three losses. They played other good right. teams. That's why they have two or three right. losses. Right. It's not that they fucked up in week five against dumbass state. I hate. They, they right. played a good team and lost. I hate Ohio State, and I still respect them for playing Oklahoma last year. Yeah. That meant a lot to me, and 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 because that shows they want to go out and play. Yeah. Um, you know. Now we we. Anyway. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Let's move on. We have some extra teams, the rest of the group of five, right. which are the non-Power Five conferences. There's some teams we wanted to highlight. We're going to do the Big Ten and SEC next week. It's either going to be just me and Matt or me, Matt, and a guest. We're trying to line him up, so stay tuned for that. But we have some extra teams we wanted to touch can't on. can't forget about these guys. You can't uh, forget about they them. They have some of the brightest moments in college football. Exactly. West, or I almost said West Virginia. Western Michigan captivated the minds 
of so many people two years ago, and now that and now yeah. he has a job in Minnesota. Yeah, yeah. I mean, these so, are and Tom Herman's the same case with Houston from three years ago. I mean, mm-hmm. we see this a lot. But let's jump right into it, Matt. Which conference do you want do you want to go? Well, with? let's let's start with well. Let's give a quick shout out. To Tuesday Maxions. Oh, yeah. Maxions, excuse me. Gotta give Maxions yeah. a shout out. So if you love football, and I love football, right? We talk about Sunday. NFL, this is this right. is also another one to watch out for, because there's sneakily a team from the Mac that ends up like 10-0. and 0, Yeah. Who pops up and is like 16th because they can't get possibly any higher. Right. So, and, then they, and it's just, yeah. what are they going to do? So you probably don't Tuesday know. Tuesday night game. You probably don't know about the Mac, Mid-American Conference. Let's, I'll give it to Which, I'm going to run down some quick team names for you. Akron, Zips. Bowling Green, Falcons, Buffalo Bulls. By the way, University of Buffalo, Khalil Mack came out of University of Buffalo. Yep. Kent State, Golden Flashes, Miami uh, of Ohio, Ohio Red, Red Hawks. Or Red, Red Hawks. Hawks. Sorry. Ben Roethlisberger, alum there. Ohio Bobcats, Ball State Cardinals, Central Michigan, Michigan Chippewas. Eastern Michigan Eagles, Northern Illinois Huskies, which is actually Jimmy Ward of the 49ers. Some good players come out of the, in Northern Illinois. Toledo Rockets. And the Western Michigan Broncos. Now, who did one of those? Didn't didn't um, Antonio Brown come out of one of those schools? They came out of Western Michigan. That Western Michigan. Pretty there's sure. been some decent teams. Maction Tuesday. So here's the thing: you watch football on Sunday. The NFL owns a day of the week, right? Sunday. Yep. You've got college football Saturday, Monday night football on on Monday, obviously. You got Thursday night action. You've got Friday action in college football. Always a couple great games on a Friday. Pay attention. So not you, the listener. I uh, just want to make sure I was clear on that. Uh, you, stare, you, also, you stared into well, my soul. You should soul. also pay attention because everything I say is 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 one hundred percent spot on. Now you got to. I take. I when, can't wait I take to lose, go like zero and four in bets in one week because I listen just to you and not to anyone else. That's right. I mean, I'm going to lose all my money because and I'm going to know what you, I'm going to. I'm going to get. I'm going to bet against whatever you bet. That's how it works. So you're going to bet against yourself. I got to take Wednesdays all off. Right. right? I got to take Wednesday. It's too much for me. That leaves Tuesdays. That's your open. waiver wire day for fantasy. It is. So I got a lot of thinking, but that Big leaves day. Tuesdays open for a little action. It is actually a, it is a fun conference to watch on a Tuesday. You get to learn about players you never hear about, right? So think of a conference it. that sneakily pumps out like good professional, big, yeah, pro players, but like yeah. good like big men. Oh yeah, oh I would agree with that. Yeah. Well, I mean, think about Khalil Mack coming out of Buffalo. This guy's a superstar in the NFL. Hopefully, the Raiders figure out a way to sign him. Number of good players that have trotted out. Who was the Northern Illinois running back? I was just trying to think of this. Well, they had a quarterback that almost won the Heisman. Was that what it was? What was his name? Jordan something. Anyway, I'll think about it. Yeah, but the Mac definitely want definitely want to give them a shout out. I mean, somebody's going to sneak in there, whether it is Toledo, like they always seem to, or the Western Michigans. It looks like Northern Illinois is supposed to be pretty good. Um, Jordan Lynch. Jordan Lynch. That's spent what it a little was. bit of time with the Bears. Yeah. Um, Lost out of Mitchell there. Trubisky, but again, I mean, Ohio's supposed to be pretty good. The Bobcats of a while. And they've actually, I, last, they've been a decent team for a while. Yeah. Um, yeah, no, I'm with you there. I'm with you. Shout out to uh, Vince Luciani, who went to my high school and uh, was an assistant coach there. He, uh, I forget what bowl game they won. It was the uh, Independence Bowl in 2012. He's an assistant coach for them. I doubt he's listening to this podcast, but Vince, if you are, fantastic job, my man. Um, but yeah, no, uh, and they have a guy that's also just a consummate coach, Frank Solik, Solik, fourteenth uh, year at Ohio. But apparently they're supposed to be pretty good. Uh, they have a guy, Nathan Rourke, who tossed twenty two hundred yards last year. Not bad. Uh, did a good job on holding yeah. on to the football. Seventeen to seven was his yeah. touchdown interception ratio. 
But let's jump to Conference USA next. And I just really want to touch on one. There's one team here. No, that's AAC. Oh, you're right. Everyone's it used changed. to be a Conference USA. Everyone changed. I'll, I'll give you a free pass. There. I don't know. You're right. See, that's old school thinking. That many people go that deep. Yeah. Really, I mean, there's a lot of there's a lot of teams you might know here. Most people know Florida International through their massive fight with Miami a few years back. Marshall Thundering Herd. Was that them? I thought it was Florida. Oh yeah, Florida, Florida International. International. Yeah. I was looking at Florida Atlantic. Marshall Thunder Herd. Thundering Herd. They've had some great players come out of there. Yeah. Some great players. Vinny Curry, and I is that Randy's Moss's team. I'm 99% sure Randy Moss went to Marshall. Yeah, I think he did. Yep. Yeah, I was yep. I was about to say no. He went no, to that's Mississippi right. Southern Miss. Southern Miss has had but some pretty consistently is... good teams. So has UTEP. The team I want to focus on here would be Florida Atlantic. FAU Owls, coached by Lane Kiffin. I forgot how good they were last year. They were really good last year. Yeah. They So they're going to return. And they never – and they didn't – they didn't get ranked at all. They went 11-3. and three. Yeah. Devin Singleton, Singletary, excuse me, who they call Motor, 1,920 yards. He led college football with 32 t- t- rushing touchdowns. Fourth in yards, first in rushing touchdowns. If he rushes for 589 yards, set the school record. They're a good team. And Lane, Lane Kiffin's a good coach. He's going to get tested right away at Oklahoma. Yep. You, want, you want to put yourself back onto a big-time job name, you, you take care of business against Oklahoma. It's going to be a tough game, but I still think it's pretty interesting. They're my only one I wanted to highlight there. No, uh, in this it's, case. Worth, it's worth noting. I mean, you mentioned Marshall. A lot of these teams will have can and will have yeah. in the past have gone on to right. shock college football and yeah. surprising starts. I mean, the issue with the Conference USA is it's become the landing place of a lot of teams that jump into the FBS. So Old Dominion. For instance, Middle Tennessee is another school that, I mean, they've been in the FBS for a while, but Old Dominion's been an FBS school for mm-hmm. five years. This is their fifth year in the FBS? Sixth year? Um, but I mean, you mentioned FIU, they had the fight with Miami. It's been kind of this that's, stepping that's stone I know them, conference. Right? Yeah, and Western Kentucky's in there as well. Charlotte's another team. They didn't even have football six years ago. Literally, their first year in 2013. UAB, who had their first year with, with football again last year. They had the two years off because of, I think it was Title IX and a lack of funding. Funding, the state of, the funding the state issue. Of Alabama, right, right, right. Um, which almost played LSU. Do you imagine that? Yeah. Um, Louisiana Tech, you mentioned them. They had a, they, have, they have some good guys that are, you know, that are up there. But yeah. a good conference overall. But, I mean, what else are we missing? Well, number – I think the, I want to quickly touch on the Mountain West. Oh, yeah. Oh, right. yeah. Number 22, Boise State. One of the best programs in college football over the past two decades, even. Um, even without, um, uh, what's his name? Bronco Mendenhall, right? No, Chris no, Peterson. Sorry, Chris Peterson. Chris Peterson. Now, Washington. He's an excellent coach. They're ranked 22nd in the nation. Um, we, we, For we, good reason. Yeah, they're, really, they're a really good football team. Um, they've got, so we've got to look there. Curtis Weaver is a defensive. Probably going to end up playing. Uh, three, four outside linebacker, sure. and eleven tackles as an as a freshman. Um, he's a hell of a player out there for them. Their quarterback, um, Brett Ripon, he can play. He can play, can play. Tossed for almost three thousand yards last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, it could be a fun year for them. This is we're not quite back at the Chris Peterson years yep. of oh, uh, Boise State starts with a high rank, and yeah. are they going to make the run to the BCS? But we, I mean, depending right. on how some of these other teams, San Diego State, Nevada. 
yeah. do. Easily argue that Ryben is a top 10 quarterback in college football. I wouldn't say he could first. be. He's a really good player. He could be. They're going to match third week of the season at Oklahoma State. Brought it up before. There's a big matchup. When they win that game and they go undefeated, they're going to be in a, in a, in a, in a New Year's Six Bowl, in my oh, yeah. opinion. I, I think they're... Well, they have to be. I, they're close to number one. And we're going to talk about the, the, the other conference that probably has some, the number one or number two, but really good team. Um, we talked about it. They've been excellent for a number of years. Um, watch out for Colorado State. They're a good program. Yep. Wyoming is, a re, is another up-and-coming up and program. That's where Josh Allen came from. Now, they've got a defensive tackle there. They return their entire offense except for yeah. Josh Allen and their center. Yeah, that's and their now, defense is going to be very good. Drop out. No, Johanna Goffon is a defensive tackle, defensive end in Wyoming. Probably a probably a a, a, a four three in, a defensive tackle, three four outside uh, defensive end. He's a good player. Um, he was a sophomore, seven sacks as a defensive tackle. Damn. So you talk about improved defense. There you go. Boom. Yeah. So it's a team to look out for. That's in the in the Mountain Division, in the West Division. Fresno State, Hawaii, um, San Diego State, Nevada—they're all pretty decent programs. So Boise State doesn't doesn't have a cakewalk like you'd expect, but Which no other kind of helps them. Yeah, but they're not the powerhouse that the AAC, the American Athletic Conference, no. is going to be. Memphis, right? Gotta well, you, I know you're a big Memphis guy. Um, there's there's really to me there's three teams. I always include Temple, but they're not on my list because they're they're not actually that. Well, hopefully they'll be good. Anyway, um, you mentioned Memphis. By the way, how underrated is Memphis? Watch out for T.J. Carter, one of their cornerbacks. Guy can play. Guy can play. Um, they, they've got guys drafted every year. There's a good football program out there. Who was their running back years ago? D'Angelo Williams was a Memphis guy. Yep, D'Angelo yeah. Williams. Starting with him, I've always remembered Memphis. They've always been a pretty good team. Um, Jackson Lynch. Yep. Riley Ferguson, who just left. Who was their – had a wide receiver drafted this year that I really liked, too. Anthony Miller. Yes. Yeah, yeah. he was a yeah, speedster out there. They, they actually were ranked for a long time this past year. They were. And then when and when and when what's his name Paxton Lynch was there they were ranked as well. Yeah, the only thing that that played them was running into the buzzsaw of UCF. Yes. The, yep. In now the they're final. in the West Conference of the AAC, which means they'll have to play Houston, who has Ed Oliver, who many yes. people consider the number one overall prospect in all of college football for the pros. I mean, they easily have the best defense in the conference, and maybe in the in the group of five, they might. You could lump their defense into some power yeah. fives. Right. Oh yeah, they're going to be now and put them right. High up there. Most people probably remember Memphis. I mean Houston from their Greg Ward, who's by the way a receiver now for the Eagles. Trying to make the Eagles, he was excellent. Well, he was on the Eagles. He's on the Eagles. Yeah. Two years ago, though, he was an excellent quarterback for them. Um, it looks like they're probably going to face off against UCF. Now, don't sleep on South Florida. That would be a mistake. South yeah. Florida is a good football program, but UCF Golden Knights ranked twenty-one. They consider themselves national champions. Did lose their coach. Frost. So you can't just say they're gonna. But to me, they're the best non. They're the best of. Uh, what's it called? Um, what's the term we're using? Group of five. Group of they're five. the best group of five team. That's what college football they're, uses too. We're I, not just. Yeah. We're not trendsetters yeah. yet, man. All right. But let's get to the independents. Really, let's run through it. UMass might have a fun year. <laughs> BYU might have a fun year. New Mexico State, welcome to the Independence. You're BYU probably has a really not tough. BYU is a really tough schedule. Take a look. You're gonna be yeah. They're, 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 they have a they have maybe one of the toughest schedules in the country. They're gonna be brutalized. But we're it's really one independent we want to talk about, right? Army plays surprisingly nor in non football. They're a Patriot League member. They play both. Lafayette and Colgate at the end of their season. I hope they go two and, and Navy, there. but they always. I hope Navy. they go two and zero there against our against um, the, uh, the the Kitty Cats. 
And Easton and the... Te- uh, technically, the, the, it doesn't the, matter for the, the Patriot toothpaste. League. I know, but the toothpaste factor. to get to the cream of the crop, the independents, and really of the non-Power 5 teams, even though they are a Power 5 team technically, because they always love to group themselves in, the Fighting Irish of Notre Dame, who come into this year... They're ranked 12th. Ranked 12th in a lot of expectations. Yeah. Last year, for those that don't remember, they were number three coming in to play Miami. For those that don't know, Notre Dame, a member of the ACC and everything but football, I think it was Colin Cowherd said that's like dating Kate Upton but not getting to have sex with her. That's aged really well in the last five years. But anyway, they have to play a certain number of ACC teams, which hurts them but doesn't totally with what they drew this year. You have to go to Wake Forest, which, all right. You have to go to Virginia Tech, decent enough. Host Pitt. They go. They host Florida State. Then they play Syracuse in the Bronx with maybe some of the ugliest uniforms I've ever seen in college football. They are. They're, they're pretty <laughs> gross. Um, same weekend as uh, Lehigh Laugh in New York was a couple years ago. Shout out to us for being there. But the rest of their schedule, though, man. Michigan. Big game. Opening day. Yep. Big game. Love it. Can't wait to see a Michigan victory. Go is that? Is that? Mason Blue. Have they announced where college game day is week one? That has to be it. No, they In might South do Bend. it. But they might do it at um, Washington Auburn. Is that on Saturday? I don't know. Yeah, because they do multiple throughout yeah, the week. Take a look. But anyway, we'll, we'll, you know, you'll be updated as that everything goes on. But anyway, I mean, Michigan, Stanford... Even Vanderbilt might be tough. Uh, Navy, which is in San Diego, the big naval bases and all that good stuff. Uh, at USC at the end of the season, yep. Florida State they host. Let's see, one, two, three, four, five ranked teams on yep. their schedule. Which, by the way, I'm going to give credit where credit's due. I've always given Notre Dame a hard time because it seems like they play a couple of good teams. Really, they play a bunch of cupcakes. This schedule ain't easy. This is a tough schedule. It's the 16th toughest schedule that I yeah. have. Right, take a look. So, so like Syracuse is probably one, but no, Northwestern's not a walk. Pittsburgh's they an ACC two, they team. They played two neutral site games on top of yeah. three, four true away games. Yeah. My problem here is they play only three games just at Notre like Dame with Stadium. a lot of top programs. Their expectation, and everyone thinks they're going to be really good. The problem is it's all about fixing, <laughs> fixing Brian Winbush, who I'm not sure is fixable. Oh, Brandon Winbush, excuse me, who I'm not sure is fixable. No, you were saying he, Brian Winhorse. Yeah, sorry, he is a senior. Yeah, that's where I was thinking of. He yeah. is a senior, but. I've got zero confidence in any quarterback they've had in the last four or five years. So, How do you feel about Dexter Williams? Do you think he's going to be good running back? Yeah. Yes, I think he's going to be good. I don't think it's going to matter. I think they're going to lose week one. I mean, their defense is supposed to be really good. I know, but I, I think they lose week one. I think as much as I'd love to see Michigan beat Notre Dame, no, I, know. I think going to South Bend, and I'm glad this rivalry is back, but going to South Bend with this defense – and coming out as strong as they can and as good as they can be, that's concerning to me. No. And it's concerning as a Michigan guy. But if you're a Notre Dame fan, this is something – and granted, it's week one. And it's the old – I forget who said, says this. Says the we shouldn't have college football rankings until October 1st. But this is why – it's why you play the games and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. But returning nine starters, I mean, the only guys they don't start are one D-end, a rover linebacker, and that's it. 
Nine starters they return on defense. I know. I got you. I and just... Tavon Cohen, Coney, excuse me, 113 tackles. Drew Tranquil, 85 tackles. Julian Love, 68. Jerry Tillery, 50, uh, 56. And those guys combined for 10, ta- 10 sacks. I look. It's a great defense. I'm not gonna. I'm not gonna sugarcoat it. But I just. I'm just not. I'm not on board with their quarterback situation. Sure. I just think they're always. I always look. I'm not a Notre Dame. They've guy. had that though in the last couple of years. I know, but I think they're always ranked too high. I, I'm sorry. I think, they're, I think Notre Dame is consistently ranked too high. It's classic Big Ten guy of you to say that. Well, of course it is. My cousin. Shout out to Pete Dennison, whose wedding I'm going to this weekend. He's a Wisconsin guy and has always said that. Especially because they get the special treatment with bowl games, and they especially did in the BCS era. But no, I mean they come out the gates ranked very high. And yeah, but how about this though? You're gonna you're gonna you're gonna try to showcase a, a rebuilt Brandon Wimbush against Michigan Week One. That's not, that he can't change his schedule. You're gonna have a top five defense, in my opinion, in the all of college Dr. football Sack. with a number of we're giving elite. a lot. Of, we're giving a lot of fucking. Uh, spoilers to our Big Ten. Well, game. but you can't you can't deny the fact that every year Jim Harbaugh's have a great defense. His, his offenses have had we'll problems. Save it. But save it for the Big Ten. Anyway, my, okay, Big anyway, Ten. anyway, so my point is, week one you're gonna you're gonna unveil this new quarterback who's who, who's gonna try to who, gonna, a, a reborn quarterback is gonna try to throw the football. Please, please, I'm off on Notre Dame. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Uh, I think they're gonna have four to five losses and they'll be in a bowl. They'll be in the Citrus Bowl. So I just read this stat: the Fighting Irish are. 18 and 4 in, in home openers including six straight wins their last loss was in 2011 against South Florida and it was a barn burner 23 to 20 so if that shows anything we're in for a good game week 1 okay but we i mean we're going to be poolside on week 1 we'll talk about that a little more maybe we'll do a little Instagram live but that'll be fine I think that's going to wrap it up for us. Do we have anything else? Any other people that we need to highlight on this podcast that might be a Heisman candidate or anything? Big no, Twelve or otherwise? No, I don't think so. I think I think I mean we talked about Rodney Anderson. Will Greer obviously is the favorite. Nope. Hey, you want to talk about David Sills? Maybe he makes an amazing season and ha- but but I don't think so because Greer is going to take a lot of the credit there. No. Um, so what? Oklahoma is the best chance. Who's your number two to best chance to make the college football playoff in the Big Twelve? Just overall, the teams you talked. Kind of wrap things up, put a bow on it. Uh, I, you know, I actually, so I, I ranked TCU number two, but I, but I think West Virginia is out of everybody we've talked about. West Virginia is the best team to make a play because they'll be because the, how strong their schedule will look. If and, they perform. and you have and you have you have all these sort of Will Greer, you have a, a Heisman candidate. That's what that's what college football wants, right? They want Baker. They want Baker Mayfield in the playoff. I love Fromm, and obviously what Alabama did was sure. really good for college football. But Mayfield drove a lot of viewers, sure. and so if you're if and, and we haven't blinds, seen he's that blind guys. specific driver yet, right? Which would be cool if we have another another thing to throw us off the yeah. trail of what the college football committee actually thinks. Yeah, which would be awesome. But I'm really excited for the season. I know we still had two conferences left of the Power Five. We just did the Group of Five and Big Twelve. Uh, stay tuned because those are coming next week. Uh, dropping this Thursday morning. So if anything has changed in terms of Ohio State news, I know we mentioned that a little bit. Um, if that happened, make sure to let us know that we're idiots for recording this on Tuesday night. <laughs> right. Um, I'm going to be on a flight to Seattle at that point, so I won't even see it until the afternoon. So I'm going to look like a real idiot. But, Matt, I appreciate you for hosting me. Let's go play some hockey. Yes. And at this point, 
All we got to say is go birds. Go birds, baby. Woo! Go Phils.